Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Abrazo Podcast, Brooks and Blaine, as per usual. But today, we got a very special guest with us. His name is Jack Marie, coming from us live from Portugal, from the Damains Youth Academy. Jack, how you doing, man? Thanks for making time to be with us today. How are Yo, you? I'm amazing. I'm super excited to be here talking with you guys. I've seen a couple episodes, so I'm very happy to be here and chat with you guys. As are we thrilled to have you with us. So uh, first, let's start off. How did uh, Brooks, so how did you and Jack come across each other first? Like how, how did this connection, like how did, how, did, how did we have the privilege of meeting such a young, talented Canadian player? Yeah, we've actually been trying to get this, I guess. We've been trying to connect for a few months now, right, Jack? We know a mutual friend named Rebecca. Um, and Rebecca, I met here. Uh, she's actually my wife's friend who's in Portugal right now. And then met Jack and, and linked us that way. So this is how we do it. Okay. An Iberian connection. Yeah. Portugal to Spain, Spain to Portugal. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I mean, let's, I guess, I, you know, a few things that I want to get off first. So, Jack, like for the people, when did you first start playing soccer? And um, when did you know this is like something you wanted to do, like, as a pro uh, okay so i would say that i've always had like a an, an affinity for the ball i've always um i ever since like i was four there's all these video videos of me just playing with the ball uh playing with my dad in the kitchen and then my dad like started to coach like uh like recreational soccer and then once i started to do that more and started to get better and really start to like it and grow a really big love for the game i ended up wanting to get into the tier one academy um like a tier one club in nova scotia canada where i'm from and from yeah yeah a tier one academy a tier one team so i actually ended up doing uh, going to a private academy and training a lot more and then it kind of just eventually fostered from there getting having more touches and kind of really just falling in love more with the game and like playing it, watching it, watching Spain's like golden generation. I love to watch Spain. Uh, it's it was just it just kind of happened really naturally and organically from just my love of playing the game. And now, obviously, um, I I'm now here in Portugal playing in the first division. Yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. I was gonna segue. Yeah. So you started young. You're still. Let's be honest, you're still yeah. very young <laughs> and you find yourself in the first division playing in Portugal. So how how did that happen? Like from, you know, young boy playing in Nova Scotia to going across the Adla uh, the Atlantic to play in Portugal. How did like how did that happen? What were the steps? What was the journey? So the academy that I told you about where I started to do extra training um, in in hopes of getting to that tier one club, um, the academy director is from is from South America and they fostered a really uh, good kind of uh, they were fostering a really good uh, academy with really 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 good training um tactically and uh, physically like ball mastery and all the technique that you would need it and then one time after one of the practices the academy director kind of pulled my parents aside and said does Jack want to take this like pro does he want to get to the next level and my parents were like, yes, that's what he wants to do. And he said, How old were you? I was 11 at the time. I was ele like 11 at the wow. time. 
So he told my parents that I moved like a soccer player and I could, I had the potential to go to that level to play pro. Uh, so he t told my parents that I would have to come to Europe to play at a high level before the age of 13. So that summer, we actually made a trip to go to Ajax for like camp. So that's like in, like the, like obviously it's not playing with like, um, like not being totally immersed in the culture, but it's like a camp for internationals. Um, mm -hmm. but it was still really exciting to go to, gonna go to Ajax. But then I actually fractured my patella. So I didn't end up going, uh, then. And then COVID happened, um, Actually, I'd gone to Eddie Johnson to train. Um, would you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've trained with U.S. Eddie legend. Yeah, U.S. He's, legend. He's an amazing. So I trained with him, and for one summer, for one like fall, and like I went to him one time in the fall, and then in 2019, and then kind of like COVID happened, and we had still wanted to go to Europe, um, and then when the world kind of opened up again, my parents are both entrepreneurs that they've actually both wanted to live in Europe eventually, like live part of their lives there. Um, they just said, let's do it. So when I was 13, we actually decided just to take the plunge and move our whole family to Portugal. Um, and that's basically how it's come about. And it's all grown from there. So, okay, so uh, just to make sure the math is right. So you've been in Portugal for two years? Yeah, a year and a half now, a year and a half. Okay, 18, just, okay, 18 months. Okay, and how do you find it? How do you, like, for example, the academy in Nova Scotia versus now uh, Damayense, or Damanis, Damayense, uh, like, is the, can you see the difference in the level of, like, competition? Is the training more stringent? Um, like what are some of the main differences you've seen from like a North American program versus let's an Iberian, a Portuguese program? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I would say that like, and this is something that the director of the academy has said, like in North America, often people will go and play soccer, um, as kind football, soccer as kind of like recreation coming together to have fun. But in Europe, it's really ingrained in the culture. So there's already big differences there, but I would say like, um, there are two main differences I noticed when I first came to Portugal. One was the speed of play. It was just so much faster. Like even like in like the provincial setups and the tier one clubs, you would have time to take a touch and then kind of, you know, decide what you're going to do after you took that first touch. And you just had in general more time on the ball. Yeah. In Portugal, everything is just faster. Like you need to know where you're gonna play it before you take the touch. The pressing is so much faster. The transition is so much faster. The way they move the ball up the field is so much faster. The way they recover is so much faster. Um, so in general, even like against some of the top teams in Nova Scotia, it, the speed of play was just, was just so much faster. And that was something that I definitely had to get used to. And then the second thing is that like, the best players usually in Nova, in Nova Scotia, they all had really good like ball mastery. And that was one of the things that would set um, some of the players apart, how comfortable they were with the ball. And here I was really surprised because all of the kids here, they have like really, really good footwork, really good ball mastery. And it's also, I think, kind of because it's ingrained in that culture. And my brother plays for like a club here too. Um, and he plays against like little seven-year-olds. 
Uh, so, but I was amazed, I'm amazed because they're already practicing bicycle kicks, headers, and they're also comfortable on the ball already. Like, they're able to do these, like, little skill moves, and it just is amazing. Like, it's really ingrained from the culture. So I'd say the, those are the big two differences. First off, shout out, shout out to Baby Bro. Then he's already he's already in the system <laughs> yeah. too, fo following in Big Brother's footsteps. I I love to hear that. Okay, so and then like t tell me about this academy because like obviously like, I mean I've never been in a youth academy. I'm pretty sure Brooks has never been in a youth academy. So like, what's it like on a day to day? Like, do, are you living at home with your parents or are you like at the academy like five days a week? game days like travel like like walk me through some of that stuff like i i don't know how, like from a youth level like i mean i've seen a few documentaries about rooney when he was a kid and like you know stuff like that you hear about like phil <laughs> phil foden but i don't i don't know anything so like what's that like like first off like are you like living with the team or are you like just going there every day so right now, like each club, it's kind of like it's they it's kind of based off the star system that like the Portuguese Federation has. So my club currently has three stars for their youth academy. So they have like physiotherapists at the club. They have um, like they have a weight and training room at the club. They have some stuff for tactical analysis sometimes. Um, but really what it is, is there's training like three times a week and then there's also a game. Um, but yes, I'm living at home with my parents. Um, and it's kind of similar. I would, there's, sorry, what was the question? I, I got lost on a tangent there. No, just, I mean, yeah. So you answered one. I was like, are, are you at home? You're, so you're three days a week plus a game. So basically that's basically a full, a full time job. And then I was like saying like, like as far as like match days like do you guys play saturdays sundays what days do you typically play and then like are all the games like is the division like all in the same area or is this like all of portugal i know that's a lot i'm asking a lot i'm i'm a curious guy what can i say <laughs> yeah so i love the curiosity uh so there are different federations in portugal so i play in like the lisbon federation but there are okay. other ones like in porta porto coimbra uh and a bunch of other places um but within that, there are multiple divisions, um, mm -hmm. and I often rely on other people to tell to give me information about the divisions because it's really confusing, and they just changed it. So even when I okay. thought I knew something about it, then it changed kind of. So there's like the third division, second, first, and then there's the national division. Uh, so I actually traveled this year for a national division club, and they um, and the only difference is they train one more time per week. Um, and they usually do more tactical analysis and they have like a bigger facility basically. Um, so I actually trialed there and they, they're the club and I actually trialed there late because I was confused about the trialing times and schedule. Mm -hmm. So they, their season actually had already started and they had a roster of over 30 players. Uh, yeah. Jeez. The rosters are very big here. Um, so yeah, they it's actually, a big roster. <laughs> yeah. So they actually sent me to Damayas, the club that I'm at now in the first division. Um, and the, and basically, um, it's, yeah, we play against all of the other first division clubs. So I have a, like our season just ended, but we have a table of 16 clubs, um, okay. 15 other than us. And there's relegation mm -hmm. and promotion and there's all mm -hmm. these kind of things. So it's very intense. Um, 
and there's coordinators and sometimes a coordinator comes in and takes over for the coach or the coach gets fired because they're not the team's not performing well um so it's taken a lot more seriously in general <laughs> dang and like I've... so how'd you guys do though let's let's get down to it <laughs> yeah, how'd you yeah, guys do yeah. how, how'd the season end we got well the pro well because of the new system actually five sure. teams got relegated so unfortunately we were towards the bottom so we did get relegated but it was really a frustrating season because we it was a weird kind of thing and this is when it's helpful that some clubs have psychologists at the club because some mm. players were getting injured uh i had gotten injured but also we were losing and i'm not joking we were tying or losing in the last 60 seconds like you could feel it the stadium like was nervous and it was really really frustrating because we would win the game we would often play better than the other team and then we kind of just lose in the last moment which was really really frustrating um but that was how the season ended but the team is actually the team was actually pretty good yeah i mean that's fair yeah like I feel like that happens to a lot of teams. Like, and you said if you had a, like a team psychologist, maybe they could have like helped you guys stay sh like, I guess more as a unit and not allow games to slip away in like the dying minutes of a game. But I mean, that's what, that's what an Academy is for to like prop you guys up and, and prepare you for when you're playing for like, let's not say Benfica, maybe Porto. Or like sporting, but definitely not Benfica. But uh, okay, so I guess let me let me ask you like less personal or or Brooks. I feel like I'm taking over. Do you do you do you have any? Oh, you're good. So uh, I mean, I just have one question related, kind of to what you brought up, Jack, about the um, like a like a therapist on site, basically. Like, I mean, I talked to Rebecca. Obviously, she was like the you know this this you know this kid. He's young, but he has like such a such a grown mentality. Um, is that something that like Obviously, when you're in these types of positions, do you were you have you always had this kind of mentality or like back in Nova Scotia or are you learning to like have a stronger mentality as you're going through these, you know, losing games, 60 seconds left and people's jobs are on the line? Like, is that how does that weigh on you mentally? Um, I would say that like def it definitely is something that I had to deal with because this was my first official season in the AFL because last year. I couldn't play in official games because of like FIFA papers, so you have to wait to get those. Okay. Um, so this was my first official season, and it's definitely d uh, more daunting to know, like, or definitely more intense now that you're like in every game, you're a, you're starting, and it's very important that you get results. But um, when I was four, I actually had an autoimmune disorder as well, and that severely affected my motor skills. Mm. Um, so my parents actually ended up having to go to the States to get treatment, and it's a long story, but basically, I. I realized that in every like uncertain situation, you gain something from that. So even though that time was difficult for me, uh, I learned how to talk through my emotions. I learned how to be grateful that people were trying to help me, and among other things. And the mindset kind of started from there also because my parents were entrepreneurs. So mindset was around me for a long time, very early. Um, and then eventually it kind of just progressed into me becoming more of a leader um, within my teams in Canada too as well uh, to motivate uh, the team um, to motivate the team and also in general I'd always been really interested in mindset so I'd worked on peak performance mm. and comebacks especially with injuries that can that, that definitely test your mindset 
and oh for sure yeah and actually yeah so now like from since kind of Portugal, i'm also a peak performance and motivational mindset coach primarily for other teen athletes so um oh, cool yeah so i do a lot of um uh, mindset work and i think mindset is very very important but yeah it's definitely it's definitely something that i had never quite experienced the intensity and how serious it was taken here definitely awesome awesome no i mean i just like i'm a person that meditates daily uh so definitely appreciate and understand the 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 importance of having that positive mindset and what it can do for you if you have it and what it you know how it can hurt you if you if you don't have it so that's cool that you're as you know already already feeling that at essentially 16 years old or younger so pretty awesome uh, yeah thank you yeah i really appreciate that good blaine Okay, I got some tough. Yeah, of course. I, I got some tough questions for you now, Jack. Just a few. I love tough questions. <laughs> okay, first off, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi or Ronaldo? I've always really respected Ronaldo's mindset, so I'm gonna say him. And I've always like, I always have loved to watch. Um, I lo love to watch like classicos between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Um, and I love watching the three of them. And I know it's really weird to say I love watching Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, and, and Barcelona. But I love to watch the three of them. Um, so, but I ended up always kind of wa really admiring Real Madrid's just winning mentality. And I know Barcelona's won a lot too, and I really respect them. But um, I, I really respect Real Madrid's like winning mentality. And I love Luka Modric and like Marcelo and Cruz. So I've oh, I would. Since Ronaldo was playing for Real Madrid, I ended up really liking him too. And now that I'm in Portugal, it's like, yeah, I like him even better. <laughs> You're in Portugal. Dang. I like your answer. <laughs> I like your answer, Jack. It's a good answer. Follow up question. Well, I guess in a way you already answered it. I was going to say Barcelona or Madrid. It sounds like you already answered the question, but just. I I do really like Barcelona, but I would say that I do, I do like in our class because I do support Real Madrid. I do like want Real Madrid to win. A man, a man of the people. You love to see. It. <laughs> Obviously, Brooks lives in Barcelona. He's a big Barcelona supporter. I'm also a Barcelona supporter, but but I do have the odd Real Madrid shirt when the occasion calls for it. Uh, you know, when the right players on the team. So like we respect you and we and we respect Real Madrid, you know. Um oh also I mean I think I know this, but just for clarity, where do you prefer to play on the field? What's your preferred position? I prefer to play uh in the middle, so like as an A, like a box to box midfielder. Yeah, and from the the way we've had this conversation, some of your some of the players that you've mentioned, I would have assumed that, but yeah. I didn't want to assume. But okay, cool. So tell me. So here's a question I've always had for the academy guys. Like, so like you always hear like so and so came into the academy and they started as a striker, then they got moved to like midfield and ended up as a left back, or so and so started as a goalkeeper, then they got moved to the midfield. Now they're a striker. Like you see, Trent Alexander Arnold started off as a right back. Now he's progressing into the midfield. So like, have you always been a middle of the park, box to box type of guy? Is that somewhere, or is that like something that you've been like kind of like? pushed into as like people, coaches, um, directors have seen like, oh yeah, Jack, he has like a proclivity for, you know, being pacey and has a good engine. Like how did that happen? Or how did you come to the conclusion um, that you're a CM? 
so it's definitely not been that straightforward. Like even my um, academy director has told me that I could play any position on the field, not 10 out of 10, but he thinks I could play any position. Um, and when I was playing for my tier one club, I always played as a winger, a left winger, because I'm right footed. Um, but my dad taught me how to use my left foot at an early age. And now people in Portugal know I can, like my teammates know I can use both foot, both feet equally. So I played on the left wing for a while. And then my last season there in Canada, I would switch depending on the team as a left winger or as a cam. Uh, and for like, like the provincial team, I kind of more trialed for the camp position. Um, and then when I came to Portugal, I ended up playing as kind of like a s double pivot, kind of CDM. But mm -hmm. I also, I had a lot of freedom in that role to move forward. Um, so I played it, even though it was kind of more like a six, I played it more as like an eight and my coach liked that. Um, and then I kind of came, like I mentioned this, Last year, I came to, I did trialing late because I was training back in Canada for a while and I didn't realize that I came back with two or three weeks to spare um, before the season uh -huh. started. I thought that's when you start trialing, but you actually start trying, trialing in like July and the season starts in October. So like around uh -huh. August more, August, September. So having two to three weeks is not a lot of time. <coughs> Sorry. It's not a lot of time. Um... And I actually ended up going to Damayas and they were like, all we need is a left back. <laughs> so I ended up having to play left back the whole season. I'd never played left back before, but I ended up being the starting left back for the whole season. And then because we weren't doing well, my coach got fired. <sighs> and then <laughs> this new coach comes in and is like, what are you doing as a left back? I like you better in the middle. We're putting you in the middle. Um, so I finished the season as a left back, which I'm sorry, a center mid, which I feel like I play better. And that's what I have been playing since for like the last two months. So yeah, it's not been super straightforward. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I, I always assume that it wouldn't be because I feel like all kids, like you said, like you started off. Uh, so both feet strong on both feet, play whatever wing, left wing, right wing, you know, pops taught you, you know, a good a good habit early on but then like yeah different managers come in and they're like oh yeah i see this i see this guy i want to mold him into what i want one guy's like well we need a left back other guys like i like you in the midfield who knows next year you might have a different coach and he's like you know what like i want him in in the number 10 role that's so i just feel like yeah it's weird it's not maybe not weird it's the right word but like interesting to see how like positions change based off like what directors think your strengths are and obviously i mean you like you said you could probably play anywhere on the field so it's like down to like but let me i guess the question i'm asking is like where would you so like you're 16 right uh 14 14 oh why did i think you were 16 okay okay so you are you are extremely young okay you are 14 Dang, i thought you were 16 too for some reason that's even young <laughs> yo <laughs> yo okay so let's just say in six years then you'll be 20 ideally where would you like to see yourself Six years from now, Jack, in regards of, you know, league level of play and position. Uh, I think I would, I think I play best in the middle. So I would like to play, continue playing as an eight or possibly as a 10, like as a cam. Um, I would like to be in, like in 
the national division and not for under 16 which i'm going into we there actually is no national division the national division skips here which is really weird don't ask me why but it does um <laughs> it does skip a year so right now like the first division is the top division um but i would like to be playing at one of the four like i would like to be playing at one um i would say like probably Uh, like a four-star academy, um, if that makes kind of sense, or like, like I want to always. Sorry, let me rephrase this. I want to continue to play at a high level. So I, so right now I'm in the first division. So I'm looking right now to how I can play in the national division. Uh, so I want to get into that national division, and I guess by twenty, I would like to be on the cusp of like playing in in like the first team. of like in like first division so i would and i would love to play in the portuguese league since i think it's an amazingly with a really cool high level and they have really good they're really good at fostering talent and a lot of teams bring talent up so i would love to like kind of be in one of those academies that has one of the like um as a first team in the in like the first division of portugal so that is what where i would like to be kind of like on the kind of breaking into pro yeah okay and and i'd love to kind of also ex like like i like big dreams that i would love to also kind of explore canada soccer and ways that i could kind of go there too since i don't know a lot about that but how i would be able to do that but i would love to kind of get into that When you say Canada talk, you're referring to the national, the national team. Yeah, the youth like representing like, yeah. Canada. Yeah, yeah. they're they're okay, okay got, got it. it. Yeah, like the youth setups. Robin Schultz with Alfonso Davies. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like Jonathan Davies. Nice. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, yeah, Lo lofty goals. I mean, I feel like those are very. I mean, who am I to say they're very achievable? I think they're very achievable if you keep if you keep working hard and like. You know, you're already in the system. Like you said, Portuguese. the Portuguese league is a great league for the talent. And then I feel like like I feel like most, of, not maybe most of the best players, but a ton of the best players. Maybe there's a little bit of bias from from me, maybe you use. Well, I feel like a lot of the best players come from the Portuguese leagues. Like right now. Yeah. Joao Concello, Bernardo Silva, Enzo Fernandez, Enzo. then like Jaime Rodriguez. Uh, Falcal, Ruben Diaz, Bruno. Did you already say Bruno? Oh, how could we forget Cristiano Ronaldo, Darwin <laughs> Nunez? These guys, Allison Becker. These guys are ballers. Um, you're in a good spot. You're in a good spot to achieve these these goals. I feel like if you if you played for a team in Porch in the Portuguese league, which team would you like to to play for? <laughs> so you're not gonna like this. But I would like to play for Benfica because last year when I first came, um, I I I played for a Benfica satellite school. So from there, I kind of oh. developed a love of Benfica. So I do prefer and really like uh, Benfica. It's um, all good. And I'm always glad when and I'm <laughs> and I was and I was very happy when they became the champions earlier. <laughs> Yeah, no, so yeah, tons of my friends are like flooding my my Instagram and Facebook feeds with like Benfica love. They're they're like they love Benfica, which honestly I feel like so just the reason I like so I used to live uh, adjacent to Portugal in a little country called Cape Verde, and 
you know, you probably met a few, there's probably a couple guys in your academy who are like from there, have rel- but anyway, long story short, everybody out there loved Benfica and all they watched was obviously the Portuguese leagues. And I was like, I don't want to like the team everyone else likes. And they're like, there's another team north in Porto. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll just be a Porto fan. And, at, and, and I always like blue teams anyway. So anyway, but yeah, no, I have no legitimate reason not to like Benfica except for like, my roommates liked Benfica. So I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to pick a different team. So we're not all on the couch cheering for the same team. But, um, I mean, I feel like there's another question I had for you too. Um, Benfica, SL Benfica. Love that. Um, Brooks, what do you got? I just, I'm more, I'm, a, I'm curious about the, the national team. Like, do you know, like, yeah, I know, I know that you said that you're looking, you'd like to look into that more. Do you know, like have any idea how that route begins? I mean, I guess you're on track for that, but, like a youth side, like how does that look? I honestly do not know how that works. Yeah. I know like some of my f- like friends in Canada, they're kind of kind of starting that kind of system right now um, in that system. Like, um, and I was in like the provincial setup. Like, w- there was not never. I was scouted as one of the top midfielders for my age group. The team was never announced due to COVID, so we didn't. So they didn't make a team. They didn't mm-hmm. go to tournaments. Um, and then I came to Portugal. So, um, I, I, I don't know about that, but I think it's, I really don't know how kind of that works. I think it's mainly based off of, um, kind of, well, everyone here also knows that I'm Canadian. So if there was like someone that had affiliation between Canada, Canada soccer and Portugal, it would probably work like that. Um, also, yeah. Cause everyone knows I'm Canadian here because you have like, kind of like your fish and your zero zero dot PT and it basically has a whole kind of list of where you're from so everyone here sees that i'm canadian um or actually they see that i'm irish because i have irish citizenship (laughs) um okay so that helped get you to europe then yeah yeah my my family is i like i have like we have irish citizenship so that's also what makes it easier for us to go to europe um so definitely uh that that i think it's kind of like kind of it it would kind of be like a mirror but i'm really honestly just guessing at this point i'm about to get real messy yeah, jack i'm so <laughs> sorry for this so we me and brooks play this sick game all the time so okay i didn't really so, so you have you have claim to ireland you also have claim to canada you're so young that if you continue to go through the rings in portugal they might decide they want you to play for them you know so get, given the scenario you need to pledge allegiance to a confederation, the Canadians, the Irish, or the Portuguese. Say you're about 21, you're breaking in. Who are you going to pick? Who who are you playing for? They all give you offers. The manager rings you up. Jack, we want you. We want you. We want you. You got three choices. Where are you going to play? See, my family spot. has also done this. They've said, so <laughs> yeah. you can easily do this. So where would you like to go? Um, and... I think probably it would, the main it would probably between be between Canada and Portugal just because I've never been uh, to Ireland really like I love Ireland I love Irish things um, but I've never actually <laughs> been in Ireland or lived there and since I've been okay. to Canada and Portugal and Portugal I see myself staying in Portugal for the upcoming future I'd probably choose one of them um, and but I feel like at this point in time at least at this point in time, I'd probably choose Canada just because I've lived there for my whole life and I would love to like win something with Canada. 
not that I wouldn't love to win something with Portugal. It would be great too, but Canada is also where like, I've grown up. Yeah. Um, so I think probably at this point in time, Canada. But thankfully, I don't have to choose that, so I, so I don't have to worry about that hard yeah, decision. No. Yeah, it's just, it's just a fun game to play. It's a fun game to play. There's no wrong answer, but yeah, Canada. Yeah, of course. Makes <laughs> sense. Okay. Um, other question. I feel like I'm just bombing you with questions, but I'm just I'm just curious, you know, you're young young pro coming up. Um Okay, so who is your inspiration? I think like you mentioned Tony Cruz, Modric, maybe you said Casemiro as well. I don't remember to be completely honest. But who who's like your like your I don't like the word idol, but like who do you aspire to be like when you're on the field? Like who's your inspiration, I guess? I would say like I so I'm going to give you three for based on a position. Oh, nice. So like winger, um, I love Adama Traore. I love his speed and we okay. do play differently, but I'm very fast and I, and I'm not, I'm definitely not as strong as him. That's one of my big weaknesses. No one is. But, uh, <laughs> who is? Yeah. Seriously. But, um, yeah, who is, but, um, I love him and I love Wolves. Wolves, Wolverhampton Wanderers is actually my favorite team and I love him. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> Portuguese connection there too, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's for so sure. many Portuguese. Gonçalo Guedes, Nelson Samudo. Um, and then for camp, for like uh, box to box, I would say kind of like Luka Modric. I really, really like him. And I think he's such an intelligent player. Um, and then for Cam, and part of the reason why I like Ballmaster so much is because of Isco. I didn't mention him before, but I love oh. Isco. He's solid. He's, he's class. Solid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love, I like, I would love watching him. And I think, like, his ability just to move around, like, move around and get out of sticky situations is something that I really like and something that I've also taken into my game. Um, and I think, I think he's just one of my, he's just one of my favorite players to watch and in general. But, and, but, hmm, wait. But I would also say, just quickly, um, that I do really, I do really, I a player that I've, two players that I've met in person that I really like. Um, I was, I'm actually like uh, the youngest reporter for the CPL, Canada's Professional Soccer League, and I was a ball boy for the Halifax Wanderers, the club where I'm from, um, in Canada. Um, and I met Joao Morelli and Elliot Simmons, who both played at the club. Uh, so I love them both, and Elliot Simmons kind of like a uh, CDM kind of box to box player, like a re regista, regista. Um, mm -hmm. So I really like him, and then Dramarelli. He's also he's Brazilian, and he um, I really like his style of play as a cam. Okay, it's a very comprehensive. Uh... Okay, mm -hmm. Elliot Simmons. Okay, he's uh, is he Calgary? Um, he, yeah, he's played. Yeah, he's recently been playing for Calgary, but right now he plays for uh, Vancouver FC. Vancouver. Okay, here we go. Okay, I found him. Okay, yeah. I ha I wasn't familiar with uh, those last two players. Um, no disrespect, Mr. Mr. Murray and Mr. Simmons. Um, I'm going to look into those guys and see what they're, what, you know, I'm not, like, what's the meme say? I wasn't familiar with the game. I apologize, but very cool. <laughs> very, very, very cool. Okay. Well, I have a question, one more question, if you don't mind, about uh, you've brought up Canada a couple of times. And maybe this is my questions are more geared toward like you as a person, just because I'm just interested, like your age and like, I mean, in full transparency, my wife is pregnant. So we're really excited. Uh, but you're you're 14. So how like growing up in Canada, sent over to Portugal, 
How was that transition for you? Like, did you, do you, do you still talk to your friends? Do you miss your friends? Did you just know this was part of uh, a, a step that you had to take to achieve a goal that you've set for yourself? Or how does that look for a 14 year old to just pick so, up and move countries? Definitely. It was easier for our family because my parents are both entrepreneurs. They work from home, like mm -hmm. on the internet. Um, I was, I'm also actually homeschooled. So oh, I, cool. didn't, I didn't, it was more, I didn't often like go out like yeah every day so i found that like the changes may be a bit easier um, yeah you're kind of groomed for it then yeah um not to say that i didn't go out though because i went almost out every day to play with my soccer teammates mm -hmm. um and i definitely do miss uh, my soccer friends and they're and we often will talk on like instagram or a platform like that cool um but i th but for me the biggest thing was I couldn't believe that I had actually kind of jumped in and done it because I remember one of my first thoughts was it was dark like we got here like it was early in the morning like it was coming like the sun was kind of but it was still dark and I remember thinking to myself looking at the window thinking what have I done because <laughs> I was also pushing <laughs> for the move so I was like what have I done and then when we were going to go to a restaurant for the first time I remember like just hearing Portuguese for the first time, really, like other than like online, like on language courses and apps. And I thought to myself, I can't understand any of this. It's just like a wall of sound. It was like one super long word. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I have to learn this language soon too, to be able to like really live in a country. I feel like if you live in a place, you should definitely try to speak mm -hmm. the language. I agree. So I was like, wow. And then we like we went to the restaurant and we couldn't understand anything on the menu and we ended up going to Google Translate. Um, but it was definitely kind of really, also really eye-opening to see a totally different culture. Um, now, I love adventure. So it, for me, it was, even though I was saying, what have I done? I was also having a great time. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, good, 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 good. But it was definitely really a really big shock, like a culture shock too. Definitely. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Blaine. Oh, I was just saying, I if you guys want to keep this conversation going, I just have to. I unfortunately have yeah, no, no, it's all good. A commitment that I need, I need to move yeah. on to. Yeah. Um, we can wrap but, it up. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Okay, well, in that case, Jack, I mean, obviously, on behalf of the Abrazo Football Podcast, Brooks, myself, we would like to say thank you for taking time out of your schedule to, to have a conversation with us. It goes without saying, you know, we're um, eager to watch you continue to make progress on your journey, and we look forward to seeing you, you know, achieve and accomplish all of your dreams and goals and become, you know, a um not for it was it was the, was it the national league, league? Uh, yeah the national division a, 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 a starter in the national, national division league. and leave your mark in the portuguese academy and go on to be you know a star player for the canadians as well as let's just say uh sl lisboa or excuse me uh benfica i don't know why i said that anyway um thank you so much for the people at home, you know, thank you for, you know, taking time to meet Mr. Jack Marie and hear about his journey, his goals, his his ambitions. And uh, we'll see you, you know, next week on another episode of the uh, Abrazo Football Podcast. Later. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye.